Hello and welcome to Barbatos Catholic Podcast, a show where two Mexican dads talk about faith, life, and culture. We are your hosts, Gustavo and Walter, and today we are going to chat with Chilo Salinas about praise and worship. But first, a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by DiscountCatholicStar.com. They are your new go-to online shopping source for all traditional Catholic products. They have Catholic statues for indoor and outdoor use, statues from 8 inches to 24, 36, 48, and 72 inches tall. DiscountCatholicStar.com is your source for traditional Catholic statues. You can get a 15% discount on your first order with free shipping using the discount code BARBATUS, that is B-A-R-B-A-T-U-S. Visit DiscountCatholicStar.com today and use discount code BARBATUS at checkout to get 15 off on your first order. And now, to the show. Chilo Salinas, welcome to the podcast. Oh, man. Thank you for having me. I've literally been listening to you guys since your first episode. So That's awesome. It's, it's, it's an honor to be here. So it's you and nine other people. Hey, well, I know. Hey, <laughs> we, need, we need to all meet up then and <laughs> yeah, we're gonna, get us in the room together. We're going to have a convention. <laughs> gonna do, it's going to be 13 of us. <laughs> Barbatus con. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so lame. Uh, I, heard, I heard it as you were driving up. Yeah, you I was. It, right? No, I had it, you were not listening. I was listening because I hadn't finished the 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 father Dan Klein. Don Klein. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. I haven't I haven't finished it yet, so I was listening to it as I was pulling up. Yeah, <laughs> I, well, heard I, it. I got like, I got to finish it before that guy sounds vaguely familiar. So <laughs> we're driving up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Never meet your heroes, guys. Never meet your heroes. No. <laughs> Chilo uh, was part of the uh, the launch team for about a, a year and change ago. That was making all the hype for Barbatos. But um, today we get like another uh, Mexican on the table. Uh, for those that don't know you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, my name my name is Basilio, Basilio Salinas, which, uh, you know, is rare, a rare name. The fourth. I am the fourth. Yeah, it's generational. My son, his, so, you know, I, I have three kids, two daughters and, and, and one boy. Uh, my son, his name is Basilio Emmanuel nice. Salinas. I had one through four is just Basilio Salinas. Okay. So I don't know if he's a true fifth, but you know, I, I call him a fifth. I like I, to call him yeah, the fifth. Yeah, it counts. You I know, still exactly. Counts. So yeah, uh, uh, yeah he, his name is Basilio Salinas. Uh, I have an, uh, a four year old. Her name is Cecilia. Uh, and then a little baby. She's about a year and a couple months, like four months. Noemi. Noemi Amaris and Cecilia Luz. And oh, uh, so yeah, father. Father of three and, you know, husband of one. Yeah. Stephanie. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stephanie Salinas. And so, yeah, I mean, I've been married to her for five years. We have three kids together. I live in the West Valley of, of our diocese. And, um, you know, I'm Mexican, born and raised. Uh, well, I, mean, I don't want to say. Well, yeah, I was born and raised Mexican. You know, my, my daddy's from Nayarit in Tepic. And uh, my mom in Chihuahua, Juarez. Arriba Juarez. Arriba Juarez. Arriba Juarez. <laughs> I don't know. You know, so. Nice. Did yeah. you grow up with, like, this is like the Mexican test that we tell everybody. It's like, you know, like the the Jeff Foxworthy, you might be a redneck if, you know. Yeah, you might be a Mexican. You might be a Mexican. Uh -huh, uh -huh. What's question number one? Do you have a rosary in the rearview mirror of your car? Me? I do not personally know. But anyone in your family? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. For sure. Okay. There for we sure. Go. Yeah. Well, half okay. a point. Partial. <laughs> yeah, I'll take a half. Partial credit. Yeah. 
Do you keep pots and pans inside of the oven? Oh, yeah. That, tell me. <laughs> yeah. See, people are going to think that we made it up, but now more and more yeah, people no, are confirming that theory. That, that, that's yeah, there's, there's 100% stuff in there. So my, my mom double dipped because she had like one of those built-in ovens, okay. and then she had the stove with the oven. Both. I don't know why we needed so many pots and pans, but both were filled with <laughs> pots and pans. Right. So it's what crazy. happened when you needed to use both ovens? You, you take, like, take all the crap out. out. Yeah, like Thanksgiving was pretty much the only day where both ovens were like running. Well, once a year. Yeah. You know, once a year. And and yeah, we would empty them out and have a ceremony, a dance and everything. So, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Put the molcajete upside yeah. down. <laughs> right. Yeah. With the cuchillo. Yeah. The, <laughs> the oh, that's when, when you don't but want we it to cook, rain. But we were cooking turkey, you know. It was yeah. like a weird, weirdest, weird. like. Yeah, mescolanza culture there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but you but you said uh, before we started rolling that you were born in California, but then you moved here like when you were little, little. Yeah, yeah. So I was I was born in California, uh, but then when I was about two and two years old, uh, my family we moved to Arizona. So I was raised here. So I grew up in Arizona, um, but you know I, I choose to my whole family, all of them rooted for like the Dodgers and you know the Raiders and. You're basically you and I even yeah so, <laughs> so are you happy the Rams won the Super Bowl you know believe it or not because I actually was raised here uh, <laughs> it's coming out know. March 1st we don't I know, know. We, we have no coming. idea we don't know the, yeah no the believe it or not hopefully the Rams won well, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that they did so yeah there you go yeah yeah no I, I actually am a Cardinals fan oh there uh, you go because I feel like you know yeah. since I was raised here I, you know I should choose a team I like and I went with yeah. the Cardinals Sweet. so yeah I'm Kind of bummed they're out, I obviously. Know, but like, if the Rams win, then I'd rather have lost to the champion, to be honest. Yeah, dude. You know, then mm-hmm. hopefully they do. Yeah. So <laughs> nice. Um, well, that that's amazing. Um, we could keep talking about soccer and uh, yeah, you know, all those things. But uh, let's let's get into um, the, the topic that we we wanted to to talk to you about, and that is uh, praise and worship. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, well, I guess not. N- nobody that is listening knows how I met you, but uh, I think we met like in 2012-ish, something like that. I think I was volunteering for a for a retreat at Saint John of Arc, and I think Ivan was there as well for yeah. some for some reason. And he was working there or serving there, and and you guys were the, like the band for the retreat, um, three more band, so. That's like 10 years ago, and you've been married five years. Yeah, yeah. So that was like way before Yeah, both you and I got married. It was like <laughs> a completely different thing. Yeah. So um, do you come from like a musical family? Yeah, yeah. So my dad, he's one of uh, 12. Okay. And so it's eight, eight boys and four girls. And every single one of his, like all eight of them, all of the, of the, of the boys, the males, they they all like sing and play guitar. And so, um, you know, they all, majority of them live in Mexico. So, so we, whenever I'd see them, it was for a special occasion. They'd come in for a wedding or something over here in the States and, uh, just sitting there watching them play and singing, you know, uh, the songs from Mexico that we all kind of grew up on, Yeah, you know, and like, um, those amazing songs that are just timeless. And just, it was just, I grew up with that. And, you know, I remember uh, I was always kind of inclined to instruments. I, I, I consider myself more of a musician than like a vocalist, to be honest. I, I prefer to 
like play an instrument than sing. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I kind of I would I would sit. And my dad, my dad, he he did a lot of like I guess you could say, you know, praise and worship or alabanza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, growing up for the Spanish side of the church, mm -hmm. it's kind of like the, yeah. the, the the Spanish version of the charismatic movement, right? Right, right. Yeah, my my dad was was big in that, and I remember um, he would have like cassettes laying or whatever those are now. You know, mm -hmm. he had like cassettes yeah, yeah. laying around, <clears throat> and I would pop them into like a cassette player, and uh, I would just. Uh, I would just try to mimic like the drums, like what I would hear the drums do. And so, so they got me a drum set and I started a drum for my dad when I was like maybe like seven or eight years old. Sweet. Yeah. And, you know, I have, I'm one of four and I have, so I have two sisters and a brother and, and we all sing. And so my dad just kind of did like a band of Dude. us as we were, when we were kids. And that's actually how I knew Ivan. I met Ivan when I was drumming for my dad. So I've known really? Ivan for a really long time. Oh, um, because Ivan was with that uh, Alavanza group, yeah, right? With Carlos here. was yeah. also involved in Yeah, Carlos was, yeah, Carlos was there and uh, Dulce, some other uh, woman named Dulce, I think she was the leader of it at the time, but. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I, they, we, we came out of St. Saint Joan of Arc and oh, we did yeah. like Alavanza, like Noche de Alavanza. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Praise you know? and worship night. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and it was like multiple bands and so like, You know, the St. Joan of Arc band would play, and then another parish would play, and then we would play. And so, yeah. specifically Spanish, right? Yeah, yeah. only. Mm -hmm. Only. It wasn't until I was like maybe 15 or 16 where I actually started to do more English stuff. Got it. And, and, and by myself. Um, I remember my father was asked to do some, some like event in English, mm -hmm. and he wasn't too comfortable singing in English. And so he basically was like, Um, you're gonna do this event <laughs> and just lead and sing it. And so, you know, he taught me how to play guitar when I was like 15 years old, and mm -hmm. and I started singing publicly, you know, mm -hmm. and and yeah, and then that kind of that kind of happened. That's, Dang, that's like a really cool way of what we. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I got introduced into like. I mean, we've always gone to church, and my mom always took us to church. But music wise, I I started playing guitar when I was around nine or ten years old yeah and i was in the like uh, it's a rondaya in school uh -huh. which is the musical version of I, i don't know like glee club here or something uh, rondaya is more like a musical club no yeah it's like a musical club well there are there's they, people that play and there's people that you know sing yeah 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 specifically and it's it's more like mexican traditional songs you know it's not like we were playing Beatles songs or whatever but right um they so dress weird <laughs> not necessarily, at least not not at, yours at, at, at our school. It wasn't okay. like a like a mariachi or anything. It was just like our school uniform. Would oh, perform. Okay. because there are some rondallas that are like. Oh, really? They go aloud. They have like like medieval times kind of. Really? Oh no! I, I think our school was underfunded then because <laughs> <laughs> you had to bring your own instrument and you had to bring your own clothes. <laughs> I'll have to show you pictures of rondallas, and we're gonna put it in the in the show notes yeah. because it, it's like. Um, or they also call it tunas, la tuna. Yeah, I've not heard of that. Yeah, see, interesting. Northeast It's, Mexican, uh -huh. uh, Pacific Western uh -huh. Mexican. Yeah, uh -huh. that's the difference. Yeah, yeah. But but yeah, I mean, after I started learning to play the guitar, I I went and started playing in the choir, the church. Yeah, and same thing. Uh, it's like that alabanza type of songs. All the all the songs that we as Mexicans grew up with. Mm -hmm. And, and then I went into the oh, youth okay. group and I started playing like ambientación. We called it ambientación okay. when you're starting like 
kind of like warming up, you know, for the talks. Oh, and okay. we had like a 15 minute session of like really like joyful and happy songs. Right. And then at the end we had like the more contemplative and, and right. deep sure. uh, for reflection songs. Yeah. And then that was on Saturday and on Sundays we would play at mass with, I don't know, three guitars. And I, I didn't think we, I don't remember if we had oh, drums. Yeah. It's maybe for like special occasions, stuff like that. But yeah, it's a similar upbringing, you know, the fact that we were both introduced more into the faith because of, of music, music and prayer and worship. Right. It's cool. Yeah, that is awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When, when I first started, like, I was always used to like, you know, the, the, the guy with the keyboard mm -hmm. playing like the parts of the mass, uh, going to mass in Mexico and the guitars were not unusual, but then there was this parish, like right before I moved to the States that had like very well done contemporary music for the mass, but it had like bongos and like clave uh, and guitar. Mm -hmm. it, it was still pretty good. Like the first Friday adoration they had, um, Alabanza. Oh, okay. Um, so it's definitely something that I was not, um, not that I wasn't exposed to as like the charismatic movement. It's, it was just what it was, mm. you know? Sure. That was the music that was at masses. Right. I didn't know anything else. Yeah. Um, but um, that's, so 15 years old, you're 15 years old and, and then you start doing like events in English, meaning that you do like, Alabanza, but in English, so praise and worship. Yeah, yeah, at my, at my youth group mainly. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. And what was that parish? St. John Vianney. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a, we know a lot of good people from, from over there. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to St. John Vianney. Um, so how did Three More Band get uh, its start? Uh, you know, um, it's funny because my youth minister at the time, um, You know, we used to do praise and worship at youth group out of like a, a boom box. We used to put like a CD in and play the yeah. contemporary music and we would that's how we do it. And I remember I talked to him one day and I told him that I could I could play like guitar. We could do this live versus uh, a boom box or a speaker mm -hmm. or something like that. So he obviously took me up on it, you know, and he 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 gave me a couple songs he asked me to learn and um I learned them and you know, me really not really knowing what I was doing, I did it more for like the performance side of it versus Correct. praying, you mm -hmm. know, and like actually leading in prayer. Um, we just started to kind of get in the habit and little by little, like, because I, I came from a musical family, I just started to rely on my siblings to to come and help me at your uh -huh. group. So like mm -hmm. my little brother plays bass. And so I asked him, his name's Jeremiah. He still plays, we still do everything together. But um, I asked him to come play bass so that we could have a more full sound At youth group and then uh, my little sister elena she she sings and i asked her to come be a female singer and nick it was three of us and then uh you know little by little like my best friend his name is renee he was also on the core team and so you, we started to add little pieces here of like you know here was another guitarist with renee and then someone from the youth group said they could play piano so we were like why not come play That's piano awesome. and then uh -huh. and this is when ruben came into play mm. um Yeah, it was funny because he actually, uh, he had messaged me on Facebook. Um, I've known Ruben my entire life, my entire life. Him and Jeremiah are 21 days apart. So no we, way. we grew up together. He's my brother, you know? And, yeah. Um, so he actually ended up messaging me on Facebook and he saw that we had this little conjunto or whatever. Yeah, like, like a little band, band. Uh -huh. yeah. youth group, you know? And he was like, hey, if you ever need a drummer, like I drum, you know, remember? Like, you know, <laughs> 
And I was like, you know what we do? We That's actually like the missing piece. And we had like a retreat coming up. And um, our youth minister was like, you know, it'd be really cool if we had a full band for this retreat. And uh, so I remember I asked Ruben, well, after he reached out, I told him to come to a practice. And he came and it was like that week of the retreat. And he came to that practice. And then uh, I asked his dad, I call him my tío, my tío Ruben. I asked him, I asked him if he could come with us on the weekend. And he gave us the okay. And just like that, like, and ironically enough, that retreat that we went up, was called the three more retreat and that that phrase three more actually came from a conversation that saint john Vianney himself had with the devil because he was a holy priest mm-hmm. you know i mean patrons patrons said a priest and read it of souls right you know and so uh he was tempted a lot by by the devil and and uh, the devil in a conversation that said that like he approached saint john Vianney and told him like if there were three more of you that his kingdom would be destroyed. Like, that's how holy of a man he wow. was. If there were just three more of him on earth as a priest, like that, that his kingdom. That is crazy. Right. So that was the, that was like the pool for the retreat with that name. Like, can he say the same about us? Or we need to strive for that kind of holiness. And because it was our first retreat together, and because that quote three more came from St. Giovanni, who was our home parish, mm-hmm. like we just took the name. That's great. We just started as three more. And you heard it here first. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The origin story. Right, yeah. You probably told the story before. Uh, Yeah, definitely not on a podcast, though. So, yeah, (laughs) for sure. We can claim that. Yeah, there you Um, go. That's amazing, dude. Um, And, uh, yeah, I I think that by the time, what year was this, this retreat that you were talking about? This retreat was in 2012. Oh. Yeah. So you were just like We were like babies. Yeah. You sounded like you've been doing it for years. Oh, dude. thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, we were we were definitely babies. This was 2012. The band, the Ruben, like the band complete with Ruben didn't happen until 2012. Oh, I see. Yeah. And um, is three more bands still a band? Um, I mean, I think that's definitely the question that's up in the air right now. It's kind of hard to, you know, move forward with without Ruben. He was obviously like he was the heart of the band, not just like literally by being the drummer and keeping a beat, but mm-hmm. like also just in the in the emotional sense. You know, I think he was probably one of the most selfless persons I've ever met in my life. And uh, you know, his loss really affected all of us as a whole. I mean, we're obviously still like a great group of friends and but we have not since his passing done anything under three more. And that's mm-hmm. not to say that, you know, we won't in the future. It's just, uh, I don't know if it's been the right time yet, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. Totally. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That's, th- honestly, like, that's one of the things that, from the outside looking in personally, yeah. I feel like that community that you guys have at St. John Vianney, just that whole support group, man, it's so beautiful to see how you love each other. Yeah. It's amazing, dude. Yeah, thank you. Um, you know, and that the loss of Ruben and all the support of the people that that uh, were like showing up mm-hmm. and and showing love, to, yeah, to everybody. Man, that just like if that doesn't warm your heart, right, right. Oh, you become family, hundred percent. Basically, oh, I mean, yeah. I, I think when you're part of a band. I mean, right there, that's your first family. Right. You know, but the fact that you guys grew up all together and the the, the faith kind of like 
brought you all even closer yeah. by the way of music. Right. I mean, those bonds are never go away. Yeah. You know? So yeah. that's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's definitely a family yeah. for sure. Yeah. You know, and I think that's what the Lord, I think that's why the Lord also blessed us in so many ways. Like, you know, we, we, we definitely had a lot of hardships as a ministry. I mean, which ministry doesn't, you know, yeah. doesn't go through things, but the Lord just always kept us together. So, yeah, we're definitely very, uh, very blessed. That's beautiful. Yeah. Sure. That's amazing. So um, it's kind of like a good segue for, you know, um, have you read the uh, St. John Paul II's letter to, to artists? You know, I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't read all of it, but I have read some of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I just have a quote uh, that I'm going to read uh, real quick. It's from a section that says, the artistic vocation in the service of beauty. It says, those who perceive in themselves this kind of divine spark, which is the artistic vocation as poet, writer, sculptor, architect, musician, actor, and so on, feel at the same time the obligation not to waste this talent, but to develop it in order to put it at the service of their neighbor and of humanity as a whole. Mm. That part was just like, okay. Right. And we just, you know, we just did a, a an episode of how like evangelizing through beauty and, you know, right. one of the uh, seven um, arts mm -hmm. be music as well. So as an artist, how do you use your craft to like point people towards God? Yeah. I mean, I, I think like, obviously the church is very like about our senses, mm -hmm. you know, like it's very like visually, you know, like obviously like the, the episode that I was listening to and yeah. what St. Bernadette did with their parish and how beautiful that church is and the response it's getting, not mm -hmm. just here, but like nationwide, mm -hmm. like, you know, obviously like we as people like to, receive and we feel receive like we feel like god gives gives through our senses mm -hmm. and you know so in that same sense like i really feel like there's a lot of um goodness and graces that come through good music and um you know one thing that i, I think you have to realize is you know am, am i am i as an artist or am i as a musician right like am i Am I answering a call or is this just like a hobby? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's a difference. There is. Right. So like, am I called to this ministry or do I just like doing this? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, you know, I mean, in, in a similar sense, like, you know, is this just something that uh, it's a hobby for me? And I think when you realize and when God like helps you understand that this is what you're called to do, or this is a gift that he gave you, like specifically for music, like, then it I almost feel like it's my responsibility to develop it as much as I can to to help uh, my community, my parish, to help them mm -hmm. bring good music and good like you know um, messages through music, not just in English but in Spanish to to the people to to receive God, you know. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I think it's definitely like a muscle. You gotta exercise you gotta, it. Well, yeah, exercise it exactly, you know and um, you, you know, it's funny cause I, like there's athletes that talk about, you know, like what you see is the product of what you don't see me do. Yeah, definitely. You know? And I think that's the key. That's exactly what it is. It's like, as an artist, it's like what you guys see is just, you know, the product of what you didn't, all the work that we don't see this person put into it. And so, yeah, I mean, I think definitely that 
putting into your gift and your calling is is just as important as as serving through it in my opinion so how do you balance that um because as a musician you know you you tend to get self-aggrandizing you know or like this is something that feels good mm -hmm. that i can do that i have a talent because you said you know sometimes you can't distinguish if you're doing it for the lord or if you're doing it for yourself mm -hmm. Um, so how do you strike that balance of saying this is all by the grace of God that I have this talent and I have this gift? Does it ever catch you like that and say, oh, I'm letting myself get too much in the middle of this and I'm not letting God do his work? Oh, yeah. I think and especially in like the beginning stages of me like actually doing it, um, you know, people are like, oh, you sound good, Chilo. Or, you know, like that was great, I, you know, like you know, or we're doing music again at youth group and this, you know, when I was in my teens and we were just getting started with it, like it was definitely self-serving. And I, you know, and I think that was like the, the part of it that I started to realize that as I was getting more into it and as I was doing it more, I think not really getting more into it because as I was just doing it more, because my youth minister, he was like, we got to do this almost every week, man, you know, and, <laughs> and it became like a culture that we really built up there went back then of just praise and worship. And um, so as I did it more, I think it started to become more of a realization like, whoa, this, this, this isn't, this doesn't feel like me walking away being like with my chest up high. Yeah. Didn't feel right anymore, mm -hmm. you know? And um, then that's when you start to question, you know, honestly, like I was doing this pre-conversion. Like, mm -hmm. for myself like it, I wasn't fully into the faith I mm -hmm. was just offering a service to my yeah. youth group mm -hmm. and so I think when I had my conversion and I had that moment with the Lord um, everything changed man everything was like whoa I'm really doing this for the wrong reason like I started to learn that it's you know and then obviously like I was looking up to people like Matt Marr mm -hmm. Or other people who were doing like like there's Ikendolo, like other yeah, people yeah. that were like doing worship. And I was like listening to them and I was like watching them and certain times when I had opportunities to talk with them at different events, I would I would try to get as much info out of them as I could. And everything they would always tell me is, you know, like, is this something that you're like praying? Is this a, is this is it, is it is it self serving or do you actually pray through this? Like is this a prayer? And so like I, you know, little by little you start to really question. Mm -hmm. like, And then God just reveals the answer, you know, he's like, you, you can't, I can't do this for myself. This isn't for me anymore. I know that this is something that God gave me to serve with mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, it's humbling. Yeah. It's real humbling. Totally. Know? Well, we're happy that you have that gift too, because, <laughs> um, and I guess this, this plays into the next question that I want to ask you. Why is it important for us to pray through music? Yeah. Um, I think to me personally, Um, I, it goes back to like what I said about the senses for me, for me. Um, I know a lot of people love listening to music and good music, but, um, I, I believe it was Saint, I don't know. I always get this confused. I think it's Saint Augustine who said that like singing is like praying twice. Yeah, definitely. Right? Something like that. And, um, I think, and we hear about singing all the time in scripture, like, You know, mm -hmm. lift up a song of praise or enter his courts with praise. All the Psalms, right? And the Psalms. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's even like in scripture, there's like pieces in scripture where 
if someone like if someone would enter into a battle or something like that, they put the musicians up front, mm-hmm. and like they would go into this with songs and things like that. And so, like I think it's super important for us to like, and I'm not saying it needs to be contemporary, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. music. It can be chanting. It can be you know, anything. Yeah, you know, I'm not saying it has to be this like you know, mm-hmm. drum-driven, electric mm-hmm. guitar playing right, right, right. music, you know. Um, for some people it is. And um, so, I, you know, I think it's obviously very important. They're calling us to it. I mean, just look at the, the, the story of the walls of Jericho, right? They, the people walked around Jericho singing and trumpets playing, and, and then the walls fell. And, and so I, I really think that there's power in, in singing. Um, there's power in praise. There's power when when we lift our voice as a community. Walls fall, you know, mm-hmm. and things change. Things happen. Oh yeah, I, I firmly believe that music changes people. Yeah, you know that was part of your beauty. conversion, kind of. What, didn't Carolina make you like a playlist that you were like, oh, this is beautiful? Was it? Did I remember I that, that from Exodus ninety? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I had a hard time with Exodus 90 when I couldn't listen to music. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because I knew like Matt Marr and I knew this, this and that. And, and so we homeschool our kids mm-hmm. and part of their curriculum of, of like a classical education, there's a lot of beauty involved, literature, art, appreciation, and music. So my wife is just this treasure trove of knowledge Right? Yeah, that she's obviously acquired. She was in youth ministry as well. So mm. that's something that we kind of like have in common. <clears throat> so your story will resonate like completely with her because that's kind of what we grew up with. Yeah. Coros and alabanza oh, and yeah. like ambientacion. Uh, so it's like very, uh, very, very, very relatable uh, to us. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and, and yeah, when I was like struggling to find like ways of getting beauty through music and, and she made me a playlist for for exodus 90 because i couldn't listen to rock or anything like that and and it's it's a mixture of like it, like you said chants and like gregorian chants mm. and just like beethoven and you know mozart and like Johann sebastian bach oh wow stuff like All that the so Reiki like, masses dude <laughs> oh it's, it was just incredible you know and it was you you find yourself opening up your your preconceived notions of what you think you like, you know, and I think everything, you know, you evolve as a person and, and I evolved in my faith. You know, I like things now that I didn't, um, as I, as I, as I grow older, um, same with food, right? I mean, I didn't used to like red wine. I used to drink like sparkly fruity wine when I was like a teenager or whatever. And I didn't drink as a teenager. (laughs) A lot. <laughs> sure. Right, sure. Right, right, yeah, yeah. I mean, there are a yeah. lot. Yeah. But I, I think that there's definitely something that captures you in where you are. You know, not every type of music is for everybody, which is that's what I love about our faith. It's it's just so broad in the way that you can reach people. Yes. You know, for some people, Gregorian chant is that's their go to. Right. For some other people, Alabanza, I was never really into the, the renovacion type mm-hmm. of uh, um, worship. But I could definitely appreciate the way that people responded to it. You Wait. know, they felt the spirit in that sense. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, but I, I personally never, 
I, I never responded to that type of worship. You know what I mean? But can you, can we agree that it could be related to cultural aspects? Oh, totally. Totally. Because I grew up in obviously Mexico, but I grew up in a border town. Mm. So I was always considered more like, I, I was always drawn more to the American culture than the Mexican. Sure. Like my wife loves like Cantinflas and Tintan and like Pedro Infante movies. And I could not stand them. I could not look at my movies had to have color, dude. And, <laughs> right. and explosions. You know, I grew up with like family matters and with like full house, you know, oh, I, yeah. I grew up with like Bill Cosby as a comedian and stuff like that. And not as like the typical Mexican upbringing. Sure. But, I mean, this, yeah, Monterrey, same thing. It's not a border a town, bit. but it's very American. Yeah, it's it's a lot. Of, the closer you are to the border, the more Americanized it become, right? But the fact that I I was able to appreciate both, you know, as an adult now, I can totally see how my culture uh, molded me, even though I wasn't completely open to it in the beginning. But I always knew where I came from in terms of like that cultural aspect yeah. and and a lot has to do with prayer and worship because that was my upbringing too i grew up with that part of it you know so it it's very very relatable your story from from where i'm sitting yeah good man I'm, yeah, that makes me have, right yeah so now the question that i have is have you listened to colección cristiana by juan luis guerra y sus 440 no You have not? No, I have not. Dude, no. that is like merengue, alabanza. On the way home? Like, should I listen to it? Yeah. After the podcast is done, though. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I have to play you a song. I, I thought for sure that you, I'm, I'm so happy that I'm like introducing you. Oh, to, yeah. Man. You know yeah. who Juan Luis Guerra is. Yeah. 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 He, well, he's Christian. He's non denominational, but oh, okay. um, he has like, I think in every album, he would like slip in a, a Christian song. Really? Um, Dude, I'm so happy that I I, sure. <laughs> I get to inform you. Yeah, I get to. Yeah, right. no. But like, it, we 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 touched on Exodus ninety. Uh, Gustavo and I did together, like maybe a couple of years um, in a row. But we we would listen to like Rivers and Robots, Isla Vista Worship, Mad Mar, um, the Lower Lights, which they're technically LDS, but okay. know, it's, but they do like traditional hymns with like a a, a folk uh -huh. flair. Sure. Do, do you have like a favorite praise and worship band? Um, you know, right now I'm, I I really enjoy this this uh, music ministry. They're called Maverick City Music. Okay, And I really like them. I, I I like the way that they approach worship. Um, they they I do a lot of their songs currently. Like whenever I'm gonna lead, mm -hmm. I, I do a lot of their songs just because I I like how how it's, how personal their songs are and how relatable their songs are. But also I just Like they do worship in a room, you know, like this, you know, like they're all, everyone's on the same level. No, there's no stage. Mm -hmm. You know, people are close up and personal with the whoever's on the piano. There's no like barriers, you know, and I, I really enjoy that and the intimacy that they that they have in mm -hmm. their worship. Are they the ones that do uh, the refiner? Yes. Oh, that song, dude. Amazing, right? It's really good. Yeah. If you haven't heard the refiner by Maverick City, Maverick music. City music, yeah. Go go pause the podcast, go listen to that, <laughs> mm -hmm. come back. <laughs> right. Um I remember when I listened to um for King and Country, mm. the concert that they had here in Phoenix. Okay. Oh my goodness. That that was for me like another introduction to that um more contemporary side of things. Sure. When it comes to to um 
worship music. Um, and their little drummer boy rendition. It's got to be one of my favorites. Oh, okay. You know, my wife used to get mad at me. It's like, it's not, it's not Advent. Should we listen to that song? It's like, I know, but the drums are like nuts. It's crazy good. <laughs> I have not <laughs> listened to that. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. And they, they did like a whole, the, the concert they did here in Phoenix, maybe like three or four years ago, it was a, a Christmas concert. So oh, all okay, the, okay. all the, the, the music yeah. is Christmas based and it's just like, you, you, you should definitely take a listen. Oh, well, it's worth your time. I had forgotten about them. The only song that I remember for them is like the one that had like the, the whole love is kind, love is patient in the, in the middle. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Pretty good band. Thanks yeah, for they're reminding me. Super good band. Um, in the interest of time, just uh, we, we still need to talk about the whale ministry. Yes. Which is uh, how long ago did the whale ministry start? The well, whale ministry started about a year ago. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, December of 2020. Oh, dang. Was our first one. And uh, yeah, we've been we've been going ever since. We just had our last one in January. No, February this month. Yeah. Just this yeah, past like Friday. This past Friday that we're recording yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's been an amazing blessing to me. Can you well. break that down a little bit for people who don't know or are familiar with it? Yeah. So the Well Ministry is, is a, ministry, a young adult ministry that my wife and I started back in uh, 2020. And um, essentially, we, we just, uh, I mean, it was right in the smack middle of the pandemic, obviously, you know, and um, we really just kind of felt like there was a need for uh, us to gather in community, whoever would feel comfortable doing it, obviously. Um, and, you know, there was some, some stuff that were being offered to us, but moreover in like the central Phoenix slash East Valley mm-hmm. area. Put this closer to you, if you don't mind. Yeah. And, <laughs> you you know, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Let me find. Um, and I, uh, we kind of just realized that like, we would invite our friends to come with us mm-hmm. when my wife and I would go to these things. And a lot of them were just kind of like, you know, that's kind of a, a bit of a drive for us. And so we started to realize that there's this need in the West Valley or something closer for our friends and our community to be fed through something in the pandemic. Okay. And so the well was born in that kind of, you know, see a need, fill a need type thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, we really just kind of wanted to have a, 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 an area or a place where we can get together with our friends. So our first one was in December of 2020 at St. John Vianney in the West Valley and at our home parish. And, um, you know, we just kind of sent it out to our friends and we put a little, we made like a small little Instagram page for it just so that we can put more information on it. And yeah, we had about, you know, we met, we have a, an auditorium over there at St. John Vianney and there's a, a second level to it. It's just a small balcony and we met up there and um, it was like, it was like f- close to a little over 50 people that came that night, which was more than we had expected because mm-hmm. it was more than how many friends we had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Son muy amigueros. Uh, eh? Yeah, you know. Um, and, and yeah, and our, our pastor, the pastor of St. John Vianney, he, he showed up and he was like, you know, you guys, this is great, but you're, you're, you guys are kind of over capacity for COVID in this area, you know, so maybe like move it to another space when you guys want to do it again. So we're like, sure. And so then the next night, so we do it on the first Friday of every month. Mm-hmm. The well happens on the first Friday of every month. So that was on the first Friday of December. Then in January, it actually landed on January 1st, 2021 was the first Friday of January. And the first Friday of the year of 2021 
And so we had moved into our grand hall space where is where is where where we normally held our youth group nights. Mm-hmm. And um we invited our friend Ryan Ayala. He was on the Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He was on the podcast. That's friend of the podcast. Yeah. yeah. He came out to do our, our keynote, like the talk that night. And uh yeah, it was I mean it was well received and I think we, we promoted it more and and, and um, we had a little over a hundred show up that night. And wow. So Stephanie and I were like, hmm people want to come like people mm-hmm. see that they want to they want to get together and do this and ryan um he he so initially the plan was to do it in the west valley only because we felt like there were other things offered yeah and it's good to go to other ministries totally and receive uh-huh. from other people and other things so um ryan though he 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 invited us out to his parish that he works at for february he said i would like to have you guys come out and and St. Bernard of Clairvaux. Yeah. St. Bernard, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, however they pronounce it. Um, Both are acceptable. Right, yeah. Uh, so he had us come out in February, and there was another positive response to that, and a whole new group of audience that were way, they were in the East Valley that showed up, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we had people who traveled with us in the yeah. West. And it was at night when people were asking us, like, are you guys going to keep doing this in the East? Oh, wow. And, like, Stephanie and I, you know, we had to really sit down and like discern through it, and and the Lord really put it in our heart to, uh, to to offer it in other parishes aside from our home parish, the Saint Giambiani. And so for the whole year of 2021, this past year, um, we would do two in the West Valley back to back, Saint Giambiani and Saint Giambiani month, and then we'd do two away and offer it in another area of the valley, whether it's central or east. So a home and an away game, essentially. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. We'd go on home. And it was it was really cool because we ha- we celebrated our one-year anniversary in December of 2021. That's two months ago. And um, we, we we put out a shirt uh, just to, you know, kind of commemorate it. And uh, it was cool because we listed on the back of the shirt was, like, all the parishes that we attended for that year and, like, the date. And so it looked like a T-shirt, like a tour band. Like, like a, a concert. Tour. Yeah, yeah, and concert it was really t-shirt. cool. We We... We promoted. We even coined it the Never Thirst Tour because it's we're called the Well. It's based off John four fourteen. Nice. And his his you know Jesus mm-hmm. talking to the woman of the well. Yeah, exactly. And so it was really it's it's been a real blessing. And so shout out to you know my wife Stephanie and, and my brother Jeremiah. They really kind of helped put it all together. Mm-hmm. We're really excited for it, and there's been a good response. And we'll do it until God says no more. Yeah. Why don't you plug the Instagram page for people? To yeah, follow yeah, yeah. At underscore the Well Ministry is our instagram page um and there's a link for the t-shirt you can you can buy it sure i mean i, I don't know if we have any more left i think we have like a couple left but um yeah i think there was a there's a link on there stephanie she usually runs the page so mm-hmm. I, I don't really see it that much but yeah she there's a little link on there but on top of the praise and worship you guys have jesus yeah so we uh, we bring sacraments to the parishes and i think that's something that we really love we We've been blessed with a bunch of priests who are willing to make the drive to wherever it's at to hold confessions. So it's, you know, praise and worship, then there's a talk, and then we follow with the holy hour. Uh, nice. The holy hour. With the blessed sacrament? With the blessed sacrament. and oh, beautiful. Uh, and exposed, and uh, we offer the sacrament of confession during the holy hour. And so it's amazing to just, you know, like people have reached out to us and given us all these stories about how they're getting back into the faith because now they're having like a monthly confession because of this, you nice. know? And, and it's awesome, dude. And like little stories that kind of 
the fruit that you start to kind of like that comes out. You start to kind of see. Um, there was a couple who reached out about how they made this their like date night as oh, a married wow. couple, mm-hmm. and how it's been like it's like brought them back as a couple to God, and now they they look forward to the first Friday because it's like their date night, and you know, and so just little things that the Lord kind of just affirms through other people to mm-hmm. like, you know continue. So we're excited, and our next one is going to be uh, March fourth at uh, St. Bernard's. So this Friday that you're listening, you're listening to this on a Tuesday. Hopefully, you listen it on time so you can go to Saint Bernard of Clairvaux. Correct. Um, for the Well Ministry, that's that's awesome. Yeah, man. yeah, it's awesome. Seven thirty, and we go till you know about nine thirty ish, and we always have like coffee and refreshments afterwards. So there's good community time and, and fellowship. Fellowship and um, Saint Bernard of Clairvaux was really kind enough, kind enough to uh, offer. A meatless dinner after this one because oh, it's beautiful. the first Friday of Lent, Lent. always mm-hmm. as well. So there also be you, you, if you show up, you'll be fed uh, nice. fried meat, fish. I, I don't know. I don't. They haven't said yet. I haven't. <laughs> right. just, just keep it as Let's, a surprise. Yeah, we'll keep. Yeah, but, we'll just we'll just put Ryan Ayala on this podcast. Yeah, Ryan, if you're listening, yeah. What are you gonna serve? Dude? Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Taquitos de frijoles <laughs> or fried fish. Yeah, Ryan, I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean. It's, you, Regardless, you're going to get fed if you go. So. Yeah, regardless. Dude, my daughter thir- turns 13 that day. Really? Yeah, I'll have a, an official teenager. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, pray for Gustavo. Yeah, yeah. everyone pray for him at yeah. the well and everything. So so um, on Instagram, they are at underscore the well ministry. Yes. Check them out. That's where they can find out like which parish is next. Correct. Correct. And yeah. all that kind of stuff. Dates, things like that. Yeah. Excellent. And um, last call, do you have anything? We're else? good. I really appreciate you coming on, man. It's It's been a pleasure. I, I've heard about you a lot through this podcast and um, uh, I I just can't thank you enough for your, your ministry and your, your, I'm missing the word witness, your witness. Thank you so much. Your witness. And it's, it's amazing how the Lord is working through you guys and, and, and God bless you, man. And hopefully we can have you on again to get more updates um, later on. So we need to go to the well. Ivan has been inviting us for the longest time, but finding a sitter for four, it's kind of, (laughs) yeah, no, and the pandemic kind of like messed everything up, but no, right. God bless you guys for doing that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. I receive all of that, man. Thank yeah. you. Honestly. And like I said, I've been a fan since day one, man. I would love to come back and I listen to y'all every week, every Tuesday. Uh, you know. We so. did not pay him to say that. <laughs> I just want to be clear. And here's how you know we didn't pay him because we don't have any money. <laughs> so we, we gave him a sticker and he's happy as a clam. Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> sticker and a drink. Yeah, there sticker you go. Sticker and a drink. There you go. Just, that's all I need. Yeah, there you go, brother. That's it. That's awesome. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Barbatos Catholic Podcast, a show where two Mexican dads talk about faith, life, and culture. If you like the podcast or got something out of this episode, please share it with your friends and family. Subscribe, like, comment, rate, and review if you haven't. And if you don't like the podcast, well, just keep it to yourself and let others make their own mistakes. Uh, We have consolidated all of our links in one handy URL for you. Go to direct.me forward slash Barbatos to check out the show notes social media, how to support the podcast if the spirit moves you, and more. And bless the lens, Casey. Pray Pray for for us. us. Until the next time.